Don't Meet Me in the Middle is doing its first raffle. Check out our Twitter or Instagram for more info and official rules. We'll be giving away free swag to two lucky winners. Our Twitter handle is Don't Meet Me One. Our Instagram is Don't Meet Me in the Middle. We'll provide links in the description and back to your regularly scheduled program. Thanks, guys. What do you call a catchy song? What do you call a catchy song? A bibimbap. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Ryan. And this is Don't Meet, Don't meet Me in, me in the, the Middle. middle. <laughs> Where we watch the first episode of a drama. And the last episode of a drama. Then we rate the whole drama based on those two episodes. Alright, this week we watched Let's Eat 2, episode 1. So a little bit of history about Let's Eat. Allison and I actually watched this drama, I want to say our freshman year of college. Yeah, we were watching it when I had my own dorm. Right, so we were watching it with just us, I think. (laughs) So yeah, it was just us. And I think we really enjoyed the first season. I remember watching it. I both of us really enjoying what was going on. I didn't care for the plot because there almost was none. I just loved the food scenes. Oh my god. It was artistic. Like they really tried to make it in an art form as well as slightly pornographic. And you know what? They achieved both. I don't think it was intended to be pornographic though. I think you misinterpreted the entire point of the food scenes. Okay, I think you misinterpreted the entire point of the food scene. <laughs> Alright, in any case, I don't think we can talk about Let's Eat 2 without talking about the first one. So, Allison, how did you refresh yourself on the first Let's Eat? I just watched the last episode of Let's Eat 1. I figured it would tie up all the plot points, and I was right. <laughs> well, do you want to maybe just give a brief synopsis of the first season based on the last episode, then? I would love to. It essentially boils down to three neighbors forming a food club and eating good food. And then sometimes other people will join because there's like co-worker drama. So it's just not about the neighborhood. It's about eating with your co-workers. There's love triangles, work problems, and implied murder. Individual elements. But there's like two different love triangles going on. There's the rude lawyer dude, the food blogger, and the divorcee. And they all like each other. And then there's the food blogger, the rich girl, and the attempted murderer. They're also in a love triangle. It's beautiful. Your turn. Oh, I watched... Well, for me to catch up on Let's Eat 1, I thought it was more important that we watch all the food scenes. So instead of watching the last episode and reading synopsises, I watched every single food scene from the first season. That's... Let's see, how many, how many, how many is that? That's 30 different foods that I took notes on and I skipped episode 8 because there was a huge list of food there that I just did not want to go through. The whole list and checklist and food gallery is actually over on a website called Nuna's Over Forks so highly suggest reading that list and I will also be posting my notes to all the food scenes as well as a few links to the food scenes in um, the description of this podcast but I thought it would be fun to go through my top five favorite food scenes in Let's Eat One. So number five, pizza. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but the pizza scene was so good. Oh my god. 
They had a margarita pizza. They had like huge slabs of mozzarella with a thin layer of tomato sauce with some basil on top for the aesthetic as well as complimenting my mouth is watering already. And while the main lead is like trying to tell them how to eat pizza deliciously, like he, he suggests like adding oregano, adding cheese, the other girls disregard the instructions and start eating the pizza because pizza tastes best when it's hot. And you can see like when they pull apart the pizza and they're like biting it and pulling it away from their face, the cheese pulls are just so tantalizing. Oh my god. It's been a while since I've seen a good cheese pull like that. Honestly, only something you can get from mozzarella, and it was just so mesmerizing. And I was like, oh my god. I wish I wasn't lactose intolerant so I could just have cheese. You can have cheese. Just take your lactase pills. Own lactase pills. Yeah, I don't have any lactate pills. <laughs> Anyways, number four. I want to interject. Was Himrichu. When you were in Korea, have you ever had pizza in Korea? Yes, it was bad. That's why I'm judging you. I'm not saying that it's good in Korea. I'm saying it looked good. It did look, it looks great. But pizza. This is not like food that I would want to eat. This is food that looked the best. Okay. I would want to warn my viewers, don't eat pizza in Korea. Unless you like weird pizza. (laughs) I've seen corn. I've seen fish nuggets. I've seen, I think they do something to the dough to make it black. I don't know if it's sesame, like black sesame powder or something, but they change the dough. All of it's weird. It's probably black sesame. Yeah. Heads up. You were warned. (laughs) Yeah, I have had pizza in Korea. Was, do not recommend. Do not recommend. So yeah, the pizza scene is in episode five if you want to check it out. And number two, no, sorry, number four that I have on my list. Hemorrhagin which is steamed seafood noodles. It's the it's in episode one. It's the first scene that we get with the main girl. She's eating food. Oh my god. It has the theme song to the first season, which is an honest-to-god bop and a half. The theme song is so, so good. good. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly suggest listening to it because it's so ridiculous. At one point, they go, what the food? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. 10 out of 10 content. So good. So good. So the main female lead, she likes tentatively starts eating the food, the big plate of food in front of her. She didn't want to go to a restaurant alone, so she found a date. Um, but the date was allergic to seafood. If I remember correctly, he's not eating any of the food in front of him. And he's just watching her eat. He was kind of creepy. She eats slowly at first, you know, using chopsticks and like just her two fingers. But then it just slowly divulges and she abandons her chopsticks and she uses her fingers for everything. And it's so messy and it looks so good. And she's sucking out like the meat from the shells and she really knows how to eat well. And also this was like the first scene that we get of her. And the main female lead, she like makes a lot of moaning sounds Uh when she eats. So that's just something to note. Like every scene that she's in where she's eating, there's like a tiny little moan. Of pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to comment on her acting skills. I don't want to comment on her appearance. But she she knows her way around a food scene. She really does. And I think that she's so good for this role. And when she was replaced in the second season, I was really upset. <laughs> I think that's like half the reason why we stopped watching, actually. Because if I remember correctly, we only got up to like episode four of Let's Eat 2. The third best food scene in Let's Eat 1 is the eel grill. And I think that, honestly, it might just be 
my bias towards eel because I really, really like eel. So I usually get like the marinated eel that comes pre-packaged at Lotte or H Mart. You know, like the ones that's frozen and you just put it in the toaster, not the toaster, but the toaster oven for a few minutes to let that heat up. But the main character, Taehyung, he argues that salted eel is the best way to bring out the true flavors I've of the eel. I've never had that. Using sauce. Neither have I, and this is this scene made me want it so bad. Uh, instead of having sauce on it before you cook the eel, um, you just have the eel a little bit salted and cook that. So it brings out the natural flavor of the eel. And then if you want to cut the um, fishy taste, you add ginger. You can put on that sauce. I will say using salt like as a way to bring out flavor is a very Korean way to eat. A very Korean way to season things. Yes, it is. I, I like this because it runs on my theory that good food is accenting the original flavor of like the main dish so in this case it's the eel and everything that's being done to the eel is accenting the flavor of the eel when you marinate the eel you're like eliminating the eel flavor you know you're, you're putting in an entirely new flavor that will overpower the natural flavor of the eel. i think that's a really good theory <laughs> anyway, this scene just really made me want to eat that eel and you could tell that it had just had this chewy texture and the perfect shine on the eel skin. Ugh. Thinking about it now makes me really want to eat eel. But all the eel that's in our side of ne- our neck of the woods, sorry. all the eel that's in our neck of the woods is marinated eel. So I wouldn't be able to experience this eel grill. <laughs> My second favorite food scene, kanchan kejang, which is kanchan kan. Sorry, kanchan kejang is. Crabs and soy sauce is the direct translation. So in this episode, um, the rich girl and then the attorney at the office, whatever, they are both vying for Taeyang's attention. And he basically rejected them both for Valentine's Day. But he's like, we should all eat together. And the best thing to eat at Valentine's Day is kanchang kejang. Really? Because he says that after eating sweet things all day, your insides will be all greasy, and you need to have something salty to counterbalance everything. Which I think is good in theory, but not in practice. So in this scene, my my boy, Sam Hammington, love him. Oh, the German dude, yeah. Sam Hammington, my boy, is in this scene. Oh my god. Allison, I have such a crush on Sam Hammington, not gonna lie. He would not be cute to you. <laughs> the two girls are like, oh, what does a foreigner know about marinated crab? And Taeyong is like, marinated crab is like the food that everyone will love. There's a global understanding of a love for marinated crab. It's like the UN. <laughs> that's what he compares this crab so to. I know so many people who don't like crab. And a lot of Marylanders, because that's where we're from, Hey would argue that crab should only be marinated or flavored with Old Bay. So that's just such an erroneous statement to make. Yeah, it's it's very it's very drastic, but I think it gets the point across because Sam Hammington's characters is like, yes, love the crab. Oh my god. I'm right look if you look at my notes, these are my two notes about Sam Hammington. Episode twelve, number twenty three, it says the first note I have on Sam Hammington is, oh my god, the way he sucks 
out the meat from the crab. Yas, daddy. <laughs> and then the other note was one crab in each hand. God. Yes. <laughs> this is the only scene he's in. It's a cameo. Should we cut here and like have you watch the scene? He's been in a couple other dramas as well. His Korean is really good. Yeah, he's been living in Korea for like 20 some years. And he's married a Korean woman. He's on the return of Superman I don't want as well. The You're getting the UN rant as well. I just got the lip. The He licks his lips. I can see why you like this scene very much. Yes. I don't like the direct eye contact he's making with me while he's eating. It's very aggressive. Oh, it's so good, Allison. By the way, we had to rewatch the food eating scenes when we're watching the okay. Let's Eat 2 when we get to that point because okay. so good. Really, there are only two in this episode, in the first episode, though. Or at least he did it. He does it the one time. Yeah, that's why I only counted as one food scene. Let me pull up my notes. My God, he's sucking oh, out that I meat. I don't like this. Yes. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, I call the first food scene fake food. What? The first food scene in season two. I, I wrote it, I labeled it as like fake food. Like it's a fake food scene. The squid? Yeah. Wait, no. Anyways, I'm done watching this for now. Okay. It's making me hungry. And I just ate. I know, me too. Okay, I'm stopping, I'm stopping. I'm getting too hungry. Uh, but you see why I like Sam Hamington, right? He's definitely he my type. He is 100% your type. Yeah, I mean, I that, that's a bias, honestly. That's why it's number two. What beats it? Number one, it's a long time. Ooh, that's a good dish. The very last food scene of the season. So all the characters are together. They're in the Weird Boys family's restaurant, the scene that we talked about before. When he was like... Kind of the murderer, but not really a murderer. Yeah. So the Sung Tang comes in these stone bowls that make the soup the soup look so appetizing. It's sizzling hot. The owner has used this technique where she pours the soup into the bowl and then filters it out and pours it back in and it just lets the rice absorb all the soup. So it has like the, the most soup that it could possibly have in the, in the rice grain. That would honestly piss me off. I don't like my rice soggy. I like it if it has flavor. It's like um chuk. Yeah, that's where I think I'm contemplating. If it was like chuk, I think I would like it. I think it was more like chuk. Okay. My mom, or like a lot of Koreans, as soon as they get a bowl of soup, they put their whole rice into the bowl of soup. I'm the kind of girl where... Grab a spoonful of rice, dip it or, uh, in the soup broth, and then eat it. I like my rice as, like, dry as possible. Mm. That makes sense. That definitely brings a different mouthfeel to the dish. And I think there are merits to it. I remember that scene because I had to watch it too. And I like how that he made a comment that it's, like, a faded out practice nowadays in restaurants. 
yeah, it's like something that not a lot of people do, but it's very effective in bringing out the flavor of the soup and the rice and how it complements each other. Um, they also have fermented kimchi radish, just so good, very tasty in this kind of dish. Has a refreshing taste that goes all around the tongue and it just adds a different texture that can be appreciated it's in the soup. It's super crunchy, it's super good. It's like, and like it just adds it's another a, layer to what you're eating. It's my second favorite kimchi. Same here, actually, yeah. <laughs> so uh, at one point, the the attempted murderer kid, he like adds the juices from the radish into the soup itself, which also changes the flavor profile and accents the spices. <sighs> when you finish like all your rice and like you've drained out most of the soup, what you do is you mm-hmm. dump the kimchi juices into the soup, get that last like palate cleanser, like the kimchi kind of cleanses your palate, but it's also embridled. Yeah with the beef flavor with the beef stock so it's like it's a powerful finishing kick so it's like oh chef's kisses so good beautiful beautiful lovely and it's a way to like clean all your plates like your rice bowl gone your soup bowl gone the kimchi plate gone exactly yes (laughs) so those are my top five food scenes and let's eat one and with that why don't we go mosey on over to let's eat two episode one so we start on a mesmerizing sequence of food and main characters. It's pretty much just the main theme of the drama. Honestly, it's not a very good theme, not as good as the first one. Kinda disappointed, not gonna lie. Okay, we start out this drama in a boat in the darkness, which brings about some kind of horror aspect, some horror feel, um, which I thought was very reminiscent of the original when there were some horror aspects, but not really. I think with the first episode, it was all like, someone dies, so like ghost haunting. The rumor was like, a single lady was eating live octopus by herself. And for those of you guys who don't know, live octopus still wiggles. Um, the suction pads still suck. So when you're eating it, if you don't chew carefully, it can like stick to your esophagus and make breathing very, very difficult. So it is a choking hazard. And this is supposed to scare the divorcee. I find a new man, like internalized pressure because that could happen to her. She could die eating alone. Which is like her favorite activity to do. So that would really suck if she was stressed the entire time. I thought you were talking about dying. You're like, how is dying her favorite activity? And then you're like, she she's a foodie. Everyone in the show, or at least in season one, was a foodie. Season two is a bit different. So yeah, it brings about this horror aspect. And we cut to a man who's sharpening a knife. This sound was one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life. One of my biggest pet peeves is hearing the sound of metal on metal. And that's what this was, like, amplified by 100%. He refuses to eat metal chopsticks because he doesn't like the metal sound of the chopsticks clinking with each other and his teeth as well. Yep, I hate, I hate everything about that. <laughs> so my man's, the man who was shopping in the knife, walks menacingly over to this grandpa. And then we cut to the main male lead, Taeyong, who's played by Yoon Tujun. So he is Korean singer slash actor. He's the leader of a South Korean boy group called Highlight. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them either. <laughs> and he was also like a member of Beast Wasn't at some point. Wasn't Beast like forever ago? Yeah, exactly. So not he's not really doing any song. He okay. not, he's not doing any singing at this point. Most of his roles or most of his accolades are for his mm. acting. And mostly for this drama. 
So actually, fun fact, I was looking it up because I wanted to watch Let's mm-hmm. Eat 3 eventually. Let's Eat 3 was cut short. So it's originally supposed to be 16 episodes, but it was cut short to 14 because of his sudden military leave. I've heard that. Right now, he's not really doing much because he is in the military. Still? With Corona? Uh, I think this is his last year of his military Sorry, service. Sorry, I thought Corona disrupted military service. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't do a whole bunch of research on him, but as of right now, that's all, the, okay. that's all I know about him. So that could be mistaken. He could be in Korea now. But regardless, he still hasn't mm-hmm. been active okay. since then. And honestly, how could you possibly be active in Corona? There are still dramas being right now so popping out. You can't audition for any dramas because none of them are out. That's our main lead male. So he is sick on this boat. Seasick. And he's seasick, yes. And the um, the captain and the man who's sharpening the knife, they want to, I guess, grill the uh, squid that they caught. But then he gets kind of annoyed he says, that is not how you eat squid. You must eat it raw and on the spot. And if it's boring, you can make raw squid soup or mix it in with vegetables. And squid is the whole reason he's on the, this boat to begin with. So he needs to eat it the way it was meant to be eaten. So even when he's sick, he knows how to eat deliciously. <laughs> so I, I really appreciated that aspect of his character. That they kept Tenacity. his, like, yes, his need to eat things as best as it can be. You know, accenting those flavors, bringing out the best potential of a dish. To get the freshest squid possible. Exactly. Which is, you know, I would never go on a boat I just for squid. I do get seasick. Really bad seasickness. I've never been on a boat long enough for me to know if I'm seasick. I get seasick, but I feel like I'd get it really easily. It depends on the speed of the boat, I think. Because cruises, no one complains. The one time that I got really, really sick, we were like diving into, we were going out to like deep waters. We were going at very fast speeds. So it was like roller coastery in a way. And it just very, it. and it made my stomach upset. But I love fresh squid. It, it is good. He, he, he knows what he's talking about. At least I can verify. I can back him up. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. All right. So he's on this boat. And why is he on this boat? Well, they cut to some characters from the original Let's Eat. So it's the two office workers who was working with the main female lead. So they explain that he left in order to heal his heart, quote-unquote. Basically, a bunch of bad things happened to him in Korea. He got sued for defamation of character because he posted a review of someone's food, a very honest review, and everyone started stopped going there. Ajuma started hitting on him while he was trying to sell insurance to her. Uh, which made him very uncomfortable and she like got on top of him and then her husband came home and she blamed him for it and he got beaten and kind of like lost character as a good insurance man. Uh, he sells insurance. I, I don't know if I, I said that already. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and in the end, he it's revealed that Taeyong has broke up with the main lead from the last season. And they don't really explain why they broke up and I think that was because they didn't want anyone to hate her. So if mm-hmm. they left it up in the air, then... There's less reason to hate her. Also, the way that Let's Eat 1 ended, it seemed like that they were a happy couple. If they pointed out a problem, I think people would, well, I didn't see that in the previous series. Where is this coming from? They don't want to be caught off guard, I guess. So it's up to the viewers. Right. I think it was a good choice in the end. He is a food blogger, a famous food blogger. And if you post a bad review, I think that's just part of the deal with your job. If you are a restaurant owner, you get bad reviews. And since... Yeah, she should have just grinned yeah, and bared but... it. But I think what the more... 
I feel like it's because he couldn't afford to get a good lawyer, which is why he probably lost money. Did you catch the wife who tried to sexually assault Dayong? She Dayong. calls him Tagia. She does. I was like, that's a lot. Yeah. A lot. I'm like, the only time I've ever, ever heard Tagia is when you say it to your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Like, you're already, like, said I love you and you're calling them Tagia. Other than that, you're calling them, like, different pet names, like, Oppa, Anni, Namchin, Yochin. Like, you're assuming, like, more casual. Like, Chagyam just carries a lot of weight for me. So the fact that she was just doing it to this insurance agent, very uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. I think it was intentional. I think it definitely was intentional. Because I, she was being a little, really yeah. creepy, so... So it cuts back to Taeyong eating squid. He says it's delicious in a way that makes him look insane because his eyes are, like, bloodshot. I think that scene, so it cuts to all his miseries and then it cuts to him eating the squid. I think it was to show that he needed a break from Seoul. You know, like he looks deranged. I, it's like a, he's not okay vibe. It's to oh, like definitely. help us understand, the audience understand this huge transition because Seoul is a very, very different place than the city that he moved to next. True, 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 true. So there's a driving sequence where there's some great music, honestly. The song isn't awful. If I don't think about the first song, it's not too bad. He's driving a Mercedes-Benz, but he took the logo off the car, and I think that's because they didn't get permission from Mercedes-Benz to use their brand. <laughs> uh, and Daeyoung arrives at a new city. Yeah. Sejong. He goes around looking for a well-established uh, real estate office where he can make some connections for his insurance business. And he arrives at this Ajuma's real estate office. She's trying to convince him to buy the apartment or rent out that apartment based on like the appliances and the location but Taeyong's not really that impressed or he's feigning and he's not impressed and he refutes her arguments like at one point she's like oh the neighbors are like this harmony this grandmother who lives downstairs and this writer who lives across from you they're not ever uh, gonna make any <laughs> noise like no kids no yelling no fighting very too low maintenance tenant mm -hmm. and then he's like oh but I need noise <laughs> to do work uh which i thought was funny I honestly it. background noise is soothing if it's too quiet it's kind of eerie yeah but uh i just liked how he refuted everything she said and she was like oh my god he's one smooth talker no well, that's a, that's a character that description that people business. are like oh you're a smooth talker he definitely is so he he successfully haggles with her and gets the second floor room that's the end of that scene we cut to the special investigation unit at Sejong, the SIU. Taeyong meets up with his Tongsang, Teksu, who I thought was the second male lead in this series, but he's not. <laughs> they go out for lunch. And I think this yeah, is what you that, think is the big food scene. Taeyong explains his move to Sejong, best place to sell insurance because a lot of single people live there. So he wants to go back to Seoul when it's more established, but... Teksu is just looking at waitresses and saying that they're beautiful. Basically saying that he needs more nourishment for his eyes rather than his mouth. Yeah, what a creep. I think is what he said. It was really creepy. I don't like him. He's the kind of guy who would just only eat at Hooters. Exactly. Yeah. Or like maid cafes. Yeah. So Taeyong is rightfully offended because food is like a religion for him. And he's annoyed at the fact that he chose a place that was purposely not well, good food just to look at women i'm pretty sure the friend's married so that just adds like another gross factor 
Uh, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I think he has a wife, but not in the same city, so that's why he's being kind of a hoe bag. Nice. <laughs> the next scene, Taeyong goes back to his apartment, and we see a grandmother who is feeding a it's dog. It's the same dog from Let's Eat One. I can't tell for sure, but it's it definitely is the, the same, same breed. And I tried to find, like, the name of the dog, because, like, in America, like, animals are actors. But I don't know if Korea sees it the same way, even though they should. So there's no mention on the Wikipedia page of the dog actors. Definitely should be the same dog. It should be since it's only like a one year span of production. I I can't Mm -hmm. verify through Wikipedia at the very least. Dog is very cute though. That's saying a lot from Ryan since he's scared of dogs. Yes, I'm not a big fan of dogs. (laughs) I was really happy they brought the dog back. I'm like, I thought that was like such a cute nod. So cute. Such a cute dog. Very, I'm very glad they brought it back. So yeah, Taeyong, he's moving in, the little stuff that he has, and the grandmother, like, hurriedly leaves. Like, she, she sees him, and she leaves immediately. And then he tries to introduce himself to the next-door neighbor, who immediately closes the door on him when he's trying to introduce himself, and she ends up becoming the main female lead. I know that we as the audience aren't supposed to know that she knows him, just quite yet but like her reflexes mm-hmm. were super fast for someone who hasn't seen this person Taeyong, in like a decade like real quick more than a decade i think because they met in like third grade they or something so much younger than third graders they look like kindergartners to me yeah it was wild this is the character pek suji played by so hyunjin she is a south korean actress and singer she is the main vocalist of a South Korean girl group called M-I-L-K. Milk. Milk? <laughs> I don't know her either. No, she was in that group in 2001 and they disbanded in 2003. That is a short reign. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't very popular. Surprise, surprise. She made her acting debut in The Sound of Music. Oh. And recently she was in this um, South Korean drama that's also on Netflix called Another Miss O, which was pretty popular. Who was she in Sound of Music? Sound of Music, let me see. It should either be like Maria or the daughter, like if she wanted like the main roles. Yeah, she was Lysel. Okay, that's the daughter who falls in love with a Nazi. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, right now she is doing a drama called Record of Youth, or she was a cameo in Record of Youth. Wait, what is she in Record of Youth? She's a cameo, so she's not like a main role, but she, she comes in. And then she was also in Black Dog Being a Teacher. Ew, I've never heard of that one. Never heard of that either. But I think her main um, roles were Another Miss O as the lead, and then Let's Eat 2. Those are her main two roles, which she's been doing. And then she's also in Let's Eat 3 as a cameo, so she comes in a little bit. I know that there's a new female lead for Let's Eat 3. So I'm curious what her cameo scene is. I'm sure it's a breakup yes, scene. Yes, I am as well. But still, so curious. <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out when we see it. Not even on Netflix. I guess we can find alternative ways to watch We're it. We're going to find it. Uh, the building owner loudly exclaims that she hopes that they all get along. I guess to chastise the uh, the, the writer. Taeyong is throwing things away in the trash. So in Korea, you have to separate everything out in our trash so in america we just throw all of our aluminum cardboard metal plastic all in the same bin but in korea they separate it out into the four different bins so you put all your plastics in one bin all your metal in another bin 
cardboard, paper, they're all separated out. And so Taeyang is throwing out everything or, or recycling things, pretty much. And he meets the dog again. It's, it's very obvious that it's the same dog, in my opinion. And he's doing all these cute tricks. So, I don't know. Very cute dog. Uh, you're breaking up a lot. Like, the past minute, you've been breaking up. So, South Korea isn't the only country to recycle so meticulously. From my own personal experience, like, firsthand, I know Japan and Taiwan do as well. Uh, so many um, bins, so many categories. But I think it's a uh, East Asian thing, like Singapore, China, they all recycle to the max. Yeah, I don't know why America hasn't adopted this strategy of recycling. Mm -hmm. I guess we're just trash. We are trash. We make trash. We be trash. Ah, sad, sad boy hours. All right, so the next scene is Taeyang going to gift rice cakes to the downstairs Downstairs. The downstairs neighbor. She's a grandmother named Hijomi. Uh, first off, he greatly oversteps his bounds by entering her house and pouring rice into her rice jar. It was so jarring to me. I could not believe that someone would just come into another person's home like that. And it kind of made me upset. And then he oversteps. He was intrusive. It was very bad. And then he oversteps his bounds again when he compliments his grandkids and then says like oh you must miss cooking for people i should come over when you're cooking and then we you can, can cook together. for me yeah it's annoying <sighs> she's like no i don't want to do that i've cooked for years and years and years for my husband my kids it's time for me to just cook for myself yes woman yes we love a queen who's self-sufficient Taeyang is like oh okay so if you don't want to cook for me let's go out and eat and he really drips it on thick like the complimenting and buying her lunch it's on me i'll pay for it just come don't worry mm -hmm. and as they're leaving it turns out the neighbor has been spying on him this entire time the writer neighbor it's really creepy and stalkerish but i guess it makes sense yeah i am your enemy <sighs> yeah yeah Dayong is trying to make nice with all the neighbors so he goes over to the writer and tries to make nice with her so the main female lead is criticizing the way of his recycling. Some of the items have combination. So there's cardboard and metal put together. Stapled. Stapled together. Glass and aluminum that's on soju bottles. The cap. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you need to separate them because those don't belong in that bin. And so he ends up spending some time filtering out the recycling. And then the next time we see her, she incessantly rings his doorbell because his car is parked incorrect, like an inch, not an inch, like a foot. I thought it was like crooked. No, 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 it was too far past the line. Oh, okay. So it was like a foot past the line. And so he moves his car back and then he was like, okay, now you can park your car. He was like, I don't have a car. Honestly, a little frustrating. I kind of understand why he was frustrated. It was frustrating, yeah, but she was being petty. I don't mind a little bit of pettiness, especially since it's all harmless. Yeah. You know, recycling better, while nitpicky, is a good thing. Parking better can just, it's practice. He can always, like, get better at it. Fair enough. The next time we see her, she's complaining about his humming in the shower because he's too loud. <laughs> he thinks that all his attention is because 
she has fallen in love with him. Because why else would anyone be bothering him so often? That one line, I think, pissed me off more than when he entered the Harmony's house, invited himself in, and then, like, that was just... It was frustrating, but I don't think it compared to him entering. That, it annoyed me more. Really? Yeah. I was annoyed more when he entered Because, like, I could understand the the rice pot thing, because, like, it can be misconstrued as helpful, being a good neighbor, um, respecting your elder thing, but, like... Oh, this woman who's, like, spying on me, harassing me. What are her motives? Love. I I hate that so much. I just met so many guys who are oblivious and, like, why is she doing this? She must be into me. I'm like, no, I'm a rude asshole. Okay? Leave me be. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, I can kind of understand. I can't actually understand. (laughs) But I can see why that would make you more annoyed than random people entering the house. The next scene is the writer walking down the street. She's daydreaming about all the food that her neighbors are having. Not only is she daydreaming, her sense of smell would be its like own superpower. It's surprising how well she knows her neighbors yeah. from just smelling the food that's coming outside of their house. The assumptions she can make on their personal like, oh, like he made this dish, he's making up with his wife or whatever. She's intuitive superhuman smell and like was she also cataloging the calorie content as well she was she thought about that after her analysis of the food okay and that's what makes her eradicate the idea of eating it later in her mind so she thinks about the calories and she's like it's not worth it i can't do that which kind of annoys me honestly i thought she was being a normal girl And then it made sense when I found out about her history, like her own personal relationship with food. Right. Tixu and Taeyang are at Taeyang's office at the insurance company. Tixu wants to have a housewarming party for Taeyang, but Taeyang says that he's unpacking all this stuff. Not really. He has no stuff to unpack. Yeah, and Tixu gets easily distracted by women again, and he records the conversation that he has with Taeyang. He has evidence that they they have a lunch date in the future. I don't remember this. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really important to this episode. I'm like, wow, news to me. <laughs> the next scene, or Taeyong says to Teksu, I'm going to go to a government government building and try and sell insurance there. And when he gets to the government building, he gets immediately thrown out. I thought he never entered. I thought he was trying to get through the security guard. Yeah, so he gets tries to get through the gate, but gets immediately thrown out. I don't think that's thrown out. I think it's like not allowed in he's he never granted thrown out of the gate he gets he doesn't get thrown out he voluntarily leaves because it's useless but he gets pushed out was he pushed yeah was, okay he was forcibly taken off the property i feel like he just walked away like oh not allowed in like no remember he tried to rush in past the guards and the guards oh yeah the guard was all like body him. checked okay he kind of gets disappointed, but then he sees someone he knows walking into the government building. His neighbor, the writer. What's she doing? Well, inside the government building. <laughs> Turns out, Suji is some kind of freelance writer, and she obviously has the hots for her boss, who couldn't care less about who she is. Because he's gay. What? I've seen him like be like the murderer in a drama before, so I cannot see him as a love interest. 
Honestly, he seems like a murderer in this drama, yeah. not even knowing that he's not. In in my head, he was gay, but obviously he's not. Because I, I yeah, think I know no one in Korea is gay, Ryan. You're frustrating. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this other woman in that same room is like demeaning Suji. And being like, oh, freelance writing must be so much fun and it's so carefree, but it's like yeah. put downs. She's negging. Yeah. And it's, it's really annoying. But whatever. The man doesn't call her by her name for like the hundredth time, apparently. He has a hard time remembering people's names. I think it's going to be revealed that he has selective memory or whatever. whatever. Like, I think he's going to have like a medical diagnosis to back it up. Um, and that he needs, like, something to better remember you. Like, he's going to need an association, an indicator that most people wouldn't need. Interesting theory. So, actually, this character is the third main character in the yeah. cast. He's, his character name is Isangwoo, and the actor's name is Hwanyul. So, yeah, that's his, like, stage name. Uh, I mean, this is one of his biggest accolades. Really? Let's eat too. Really? Yeah. He's most known for this one. And right now he's not really doing much. He's got a couple other roles in other dramas, but this this is one that really put him on the He was in another soap opera. Or he, I guess he was active in 2014. So the two main things that he's also in is Angel's Revenge. And then a period film called The Admiral, Roaring Currents, both 2014 um, drama and film. So. He hasn't been doing a whole lot lately, but he's still active in the entertainment business, as far as I know. Not much to say about him, to be honest. Alright. Suchi gets back to her office, uh, where she, I guess her freelancing office, where her boss is, who distributes the uh, things that she needs to do, well, the assignments, I guess. And turns out, she's getting paid with seaweed. Boxes upon boxes of dried seaweed. There's really nothing she can do about it because that's how her boss was paid too, with seaweed. I think she was a fool because this wasn't the first instance this happened. This would have been, I guess, the second instance. Also, is it the same company or is it different companies that are... So what my understanding of her job was that people basically, they request writing from this company, this freelance yeah, company. Yeah, I kind of took it like as a... Advertising, like writing scripts. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So then they just send her, uh, or they just assign her randomly or whatever mm-hmm. she specializes in. And I guess food writing is one of them. Ooh, okay. Because, you know, but seaweed and then the other one was apple or something. I thought it was strawberries. Strawberries, you're right. Strawberries. I thought, it, I think it's illegal though. It is kind of illegal, yeah. Yeah. I could see it as like they get paid. And then, oh, good work. Here's some of our, like, um, product product as, like, you know, like, thank you for going extra mile or, like, we appreciate you or, like, sponsorship, whatever. But to just only pay with your product, that's what I want to know. Like, is this is a one-time occurrence where they keep getting companies that, like, we can scan them off this way. But they work for the government, right? She's working for the government right now because the government requested a writer for this specific project. So the government paid her in seaweed? No. So she had a previous job. So the company job. who made the seaweed hired the government and she was the government? She's not a part of the government. Okay. She does not work for the government. Okay. She's a freelance writer. Mm-hmm. A freelance writer 
has like their own Multiple small jobs. company, right? Okay. And so the head honcho there gets assignments and distributes those assignments out. So she got an assignment from a seaweed corporation and they gave her that assignment to write about. They also gave her an assignment for the government for that project. Okay. So she doesn't work for the government. She's just getting paid for the government through her boss, if that makes sense. We're moving on. It doesn't. You lost me. Like, I started to get it, and then you lost me. We're moving on. Okay, maybe I'll try and explain it later. I, I, how do you not know how... Never mind. I know how freelancing works. Do you? It seems like you don't. <laughs> Anyways, Sangwoo goes home, and he's greeted by his Roomba, and it looks like he leads a very lonely life, and then he goes out biking. Don't think there's anything wrong living by yourself since most people in this drama live by themselves. So I wonder why they've going, they're going the extra mile to depict him as lonely. Yeah, no, he's like listening to a radio program and it's like this this guy who's like lonely and he's like, ah, oh, you and I are the same. And I was like, okay, like chill. Yeah, I think the Roomba is his best friend and that's not helping my image of him as a murderer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, robots are the people you can relate to. I digress. Um, the next scene is the grandmother is... The grandmother, Jolie, is being scolded by the building owner for feeding the dog. Apparently it's a stray. Um, I have theories about that, by the way. I'm interested to hear them. I would do it for the finale. Got it. Okay. Um, so Taeyong walks by and asks both women why the writer works in a government building. And they're like, oh, she works at a government building? I don't know. And then he's like, oh, well, why don't we have, like, a building dinner so we can get to know each other better? Is that even a thing? I know companies do it so employees get to know each other. The American version, I guess, would be a block party. But is that a Korean thing? So I don't think it's a Korean thing. I think it's a, I need to get to know my neighbor so I can sell them insurance thing, one. Okay. And then two, it's a, there are only three people living in this goddamn building. Maybe we should get to know each other, you know, a little bit. I guess. Uh, so Taeyong also asks um, Suji if she wants to go and eat too. Um, she initially says no, but then he says dinner's on me. So she says, oh, can I choose the restaurant? And, oh, she chooses a restaurant. Yeah, she does. She chooses a Chinese restaurant. But more than that, like a high class, top tier Chinese restaurant, the one with like a lazy Susan, so you know it's like fancy. The ones that like when you go into the entrance, there's like a water feature. Yeah. And they have actual real ass aquariums. Yeah. Also, why is it, why are they called Lazy Susans? That's such an American name for I feel like, but it's probably a long standing Asian tool. Nope. It was invented by Thomas Jefferson. What? Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Here is a quote from lazysusanfurniture.co.uk. Okay. Thomas Jefferson invented the Lazy Susan in the 18th century, though they were referred to as dumb waiters at the time. Isn't it like the elevator for That's also a dumb waiter. So I think they changed the name because the dumbwaiter was taken. Or they changed it because dumbwaiter meant another thing. I digress. Okay. It is said that Jefferson invented the Lazy Susan because his daughter complained that she was always served with 
the end of the table. Oh my god, is her name Susan? Yes. Oh my god, he's a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. So, the homeowner brings her son. He's a yes. cute kid. He's cute. I like the Korean slang he uses. Oh yeah, it's so short and curt. And it's very short cute. and curt. How does he not... How's his mom like not slapping him or like chiding him? Because my mom would if I, I use Korean like that. I feel like he's an only child to a single mother. Yeah. And so she kind of dotes on him. But like he's so rude. He is very rude. I would get slapped. Uh, so Taehyung at this dinner explains that he's an insurance man. And Suji's like, oh, typical. He's trying to sell his insurance. This is why. He's like... Straight up bad-mouthing him right in front of him. I also like how she like, veers off. It's like over her shoulder, so she thinks he can't hear her. And mumbling. Obviously. I know it's for our benefit, I think. Yeah. But why also not? could be fixed with an internal monologue. That's what I was thinking. Just why not have like a like a thought bubble? Just because that wouldn't happen in real life. You wouldn't get away with that. She wouldn't, and she shouldn't. In any case... Taeyong asks what the writer does, but she avoids answering the question and orders. I wrote down the order. Perfect. Are you ready for this? I am. Tell me. Lobster. Chinese potakuin soup? I can't pronounce that, sorry. Braised um, pork belly and bean paste. Spring rolls. Five spice sliced steamed pork. Stir fried chicken and hot sauce. Chili pepper chop chip. Scorched rice soup. Sweet and sour chicken. Shark's fin. Tangsu and one large kung fuja liquor. Also, the liquor that they ordered is like the really, really potent, so they can like strip rust off metal mm-hmm. type of liquor. Honestly, I didn't even know shark's fin was an option at a Chinese restaurant. It is. Um, uh, the Chinese have popularized shark fin soup. It's That's... very problematic dish, of course, like with the fishing industry and like. I think shark fin has to do something with, like, virility, too. But that makes sense, but it was really upsetting. It's also su- apparently not supposed to be any good. Like, it doesn't taste... Like, it's jelly, kind of, it, like. Yeah, it looked so unappealing to me. And yeah. I don't understand why anyone would order it. Uh, I guess because it's expensive in this It's ex- very, very expensive. And I think there's, like, some mythos that it's good for your health. Interesting. But wild. I digress. So the food looked really good in this scene. Yeah. The mouth was watering during this plating sequence. Side note, food scene starts at 42 minutes, 10 seconds, and lasts to 49 minutes and 19 seconds. Seven minutes of pure bliss. Seven minutes. So good. Highly recommend if you watch anything from this episode, this scene. This scene is so good. <laughs> Just... I feel like the perfect birthday gift for you is just all the food scenes cut together in like a montage. Probably. I would enjoy that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, the, initially the writer isn't really eating any of the food. She's uh, avoiding any opportunity, you know, like asking what her job is, but she ends up telling them that she's writing a script for an event for the Ministry of Culture in... Arts, music? Arts, music. In Sejong, basically. She's writing okay. a script for Sejong. Taeyong and the writer have a small argument. 
about Pang Siok. Okay, guys. When I so, saw that scene, I knew this was going to be a whole ordeal. Here's the thing. Taeyong pours the sauce over. He attempts to pour He attempts the sauce to pour the sauce over. over. So he prefers to pour the sweet and sour Tang Siuk sauce over the fried pork to let the flavors, I guess, get absorbed into the skin of the pork. I think so, like, the whole fried pork piece is fully coated and, like, the sauce is also very intertwined with the pork piece. And I will say this right now, that is how I like my Tang Siuk. Right. So Suji goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. We need to dip the tang siok in the sauce in order to maintain the integrity of the fried bit, like the fried crunchiness. I like your hand motions, your hand gestures. <laughs> this is my preferred way of eating tang siok. I like the crunchiness. And if you, if you let it like, if you pour it over and let it soak, you lose the crunchiness. That's a big aspect of the flavor for me. I don't want it to be crunchy. I want it to be chewy. I it like the still... coating to be moist. Oh, <laughs> you're disgusting. Fried <laughs> food should stay fried. And fried food is crispy. It's flavorful. It's It gets ruined. <laughs> If you let it soak for too long in the sauce. Listen, this is not just me who eats it this way. It is my mom. So the only person with actual Korean authority in my house. So this is, you know, I won't eat it any other way. I grew up having it coated, drenched, soggy with sauce. Right, but you've eaten it with me before and I refused the first to time, The it. first time we ate, I was like horrified. I was horrified you wouldn't let me, like, pour over the whole dish. Because it's just disgusting. It's it, not, it's not it's disgusting. Soggy, it still it's... has all the flavor. It just lacks that texture part. The texture is still there. When it's fried, it doesn't erase the fact that it's chewy. Okay, the reason why I think I don't like it crunchy, the smaller pieces of the tangsuyu, too crunchy. I don't like anything that's too... Not burnt, but like very, very dry. No meat, like almost all of the. So literally the fried bits. Yes, yeah, literally the fried bit. I just... You don't eat those. But I like eating the small pieces. I don't want like a big meat piece that's like a lot, a lot of chewing fills up my mouth space, my mouth hole. I want tiny pieces, and it's just so much better when they're soft. You're insane. <laughs> You're the thing actually is, insane. Where I am not insane because in Let's Eat Season One, this is how Taeyang eats it. And then again, he's still, after being okay. lectured by this woman who's all like, this is Chinese style, this is how we eat it. I'm like, no, he's like, he's, he represents Korea. He's like, this is how Koreans eat it. Okay, that is not what he said, first of it's all. It's implied. What he said it's implied. is that this is traditional, this is how we used to eat it. That's not how people eat it now. That's not how you eat it. That's not how everyone eats it. Why do you think they add it on the side in this scene? Probably to have to make this, this argument. Debate. Yeah, have this <laughs> Because I feel like what happens is, let's eat season one, they have the scene, and then like, the gross people, the outliers, the Ryans. Excuse of the world. you. How dare you. Isn't the 
beyond the food authority because that's how he said it in the first season that means his authority is the quote-unquote correct way they established that so people got mad the ryans of the world got mad the and majority that's why of people in the world got angry that's why it got brought back in season two because to they, correct this they mistake. haven't repeated a food scene since this mistake they haven't repeated a food dish since so they brought this one specifically to have this argument so the ryans felt hurt because what does daeyoung eat he still does it with his drenched method the wrong and the the girl looks at him like what are you doing but we the audience the majority knows as the food authority he's right Uh uh-uh uh-huh no he is definitely wrong in this case your boy can't be wrong okay he is the Uh, protagonist he can be so wrong I'm sorry, is marinated crab like the UN, Allison? That was, was that? Is the, marinated crab was like that, the UN? Wasn't that Sam, though, who said that? No. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> he embellishes greatly, and that will be my only defense. He's wrong. <laughs> That's not how you eat tongue-sealed. Okay. I'm curious to see how many people actually eat it dipped and how many people let it marinate in its own filthy bath water. <laughs> so if you want to weigh in on this debate, you can definitely email us, tweet us. We'll probably put a poll out when this episode comes out. We definitely will. And then we'll maybe talk about it because I think that we should do another episode, an extra episode of Let's I think Sleep. we should do a food special. Yeah, food special. Let us know what you think. We need to break this fight, okay? There's only two of us. We're both so stubborn, Here's okay? The thing. There's no need to break this fight because... Obviously, there are camps in both. There, fields. there are no real wrong ways to eat it. But I just want to know what is majority. I'm curious too. Yeah. But so that's I'm, what I'm if I break it. At this point, I'm like, we have to agree to disagree. I, and also, I we can't... learned to do that. I just want to know what the because I know whatever the answer is. If you're right or if I'm right, none of us are going to change our ways. None it... of us is going to be like. Yeah, this person had the right idea all along. That's not going to be either of us. Yeah, we're not going to change our ideals. I'm not going to start soaking my tongue seal. And I'm not going to eat it crispy. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. It's fried. I'm not having an argument right now. It doesn't really matter anyways, because I can't eat tongue seal anymore. So, you, don't talk you to me eat, about chicken tongue seal because it's not as good. I was going to say chicken tongue seal. That sounds gross. Gonna be, like, dangbunggi is my substitute. If I don't want tongue seal, right, that but that's day. not tongue seal. But it's gumbuki. You put, you have to put the sauce in, and it maintains yeah. its crisp because it's chicken. I don't like the crisp in that either. I still eat it. Allison, you're just a hater of fried food. I just don't like things too crispy. Okay, you're I a like hater of fried food. I love French fries. You are. I love Korean one. corn dogs. Moving on. So, Suji starts eating. Slowly at first, but then she becomes enraptured by the food, obviously. The different flavors and just everything going well together. Ellen, do they have rice? No. They have a rice dish. I think I saw like a fried rice dish. I didn't notice like your own rice bowl. Yeah, that's what I was Which is what I would want at a Chinese restaurant. If I was eating all that food, if I was eating all that food, I need rice there because I feel like I need something to cut the grease and having vegetables covered in grease is not going to do it for me in this case the thing is i understand why 
they did that, though? Because none of the dishes are paired well with rice, I guess. I guess that's true. So I get why they didn't have rice. It wouldn't pair well. But us, I think, being like Korean and, like, rice is present at every I, meal. I will sweet and sour chicken and all the pork dishes would go well with rice. I don't eat my tangsuyuk with rice, though. Not the tangsuyuk. They actually, they actually ordered different pork dishes instead of tangsuyuk. The fried rice dish... Even though it wouldn't be my favorite thing, I think that would be okay with me. They have scorched rice soup. They don't have any fried scorched rice. Scorched rice soup? Ah, scorched rice soup is nungpa, right? Yeah. Okay. I like nungpa. That would have been fun with me because that would cut out all the grease and it's kind of like a palate cleanser too. True. So at the end of the meal, the writer orders more food. Okay, I'm confused because it sounds like she orders salad for everyone. She orders five servings of chilled salad. But then it's only her eating and no one else has salad in front of them. So, so is she eating the every... salad for five people? Yeah, everything that oh, they God. do comes in the same dish. So you notice like the shark oh, okay. fin didn't come with like five separate yeah, shark yeah. fins. It came in one. But salad, dish. I feel like, would be personalized. Like I've been to restaurants in Korea where salad is personalized, but everything else is shared. I guess in this case, it's not. I did see a huge plate of salad. Yeah, I did see it, but like, it, I thought that's what everyone got, despite, I thought it was a palate cleanser. No, I think that, that was just... That like, answers my yeah. question, thank you. Um, so they ask her why she's so skinny, if she eats so much, but she avoids that question too. She's just a queen at avoiding questions. She's a woman of mystery. Mm -hmm. And so when they're going to pay, the bill is two times, two times the amount that Taeyong pays for rent. Over two times, I think. Oh, that's pretty sus. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think the bill comes out to be six hundred, maybe seven hundred dollars. I think it's six hundred and seventy thousand. So, but USD, won. it would be like six hundred dollars. Yeah. And he pays three hundred thousand won. Yeah. For rent. Yeah. Monthly, so this meal costs almost two two months two months worth of rent. Yeah, two months worth of rent. But guess what? They were doing a special promotion at this restaurant for the fiftieth and hundredth customer. And they get their meals comped. I'm just floored away that such a high-end restaurant would have such an amazing deal. And also, not a lot of customers. Yeah. A um, hundred customers is not that much. Yeah. I would go, like, when I was, like, working at the cafe, a hundred customers is, like, two or three hours worth of work some days. Yeah. It's... It doesn't make any sense, but the drama doesn't really have to make sense. Yeah, they just want to show that her attempt at, like, making Taeyong, like, pay for it literally, like, doesn't work out. He's, like, a lucky person, mm -hmm. despite all the misfortunes he had in the beginning of the episode. Very much. And then he's all like, if it wasn't for you ordering that salad, I would have had to pay $600. So he's all like, thank you, thank you, writer girl, like, if it wasn't for you. And the, it wasn't for the salad that you insisted on ordering. We would have been 99th. We, I would have had to pay that whole bill. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like thrown in her face that her eating habits could have destroyed him, but also self-sabotaged herself. Pretty much, yeah. Which just really makes him the luckiest man on earth. Yeah. $600 is no $600 worth of food that he had to pay for. Mm -hmm. Like high quality, high end, unbelievable. And also in real life, let's be real, the manager would have been like, skip him. Don't, don't <laughs> be do like, it lie. Him. Tell him he is 101. Tell him he's 99 or be like, oh, I'm sorry, there was a system error, you know? Yeah, what, what a weird bug. No, it's a fluke. 
No but real restaurant would give away that much money for free. I That's think unless such a deficit. you were a celebrity or like you were like a regular and you came back comping you once in a while would make you feel good. Like that kind of gesture. Yeah, but that's... He's never eating there again. Exactly. They have to have more different variety of food scenes. But like you said, it's a drama. It doesn't have to make sense. True. So, Suji, because the meal was comp, she's like, oh, we should we should get more food. Let's, let's do something else. Let's, let's go for round two. Come on, round two. Let's go. I was thinking at the very least what she could have done was offer to get dessert. Like, hey guys. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why would you eat more food? Yeah. The human body wants dessert. Like, either... <laughs> Dessert or maybe a bar, but they have a kid, so I guess a bar wouldn't include. And they ordered liquor at the restaurant. So I was thinking, why not get like fru fru dessert? No, Bingsu is so cheap. Mm, not at like the really nice Bingsu places. How much is expensive Bingsu? Like $15. Okay, but she wants to break his bank. $15 for Bingsu is no, like, it's not cheap. Maybe if it was like $15 per person. Or maybe like, they'd each get one. No, because I always share Bingsu. Bingsu is. Like massive. It's a sharing. Oh, but she's trying to. You're right. She's trying to break her bank, so it's probably gonna. Order. There's just um dessert places in New York and Dubai. They're all gold flakes. What else? Truffle oil, but that wouldn't be in dessert. But like, it'd be like these really, really expensive desserts. And I was thinking, they could do that in Sejong. I think it's less. Uh, we can argue about this all day. But yeah, we yeah. don't really know the dessert scene there. So. Yeah, we don't. I don't think they've ever done a dessert scene before either. So new territory. Did they do a dessert scene this season? You're right, they didn't. They should. I think because dessert isn't always hot, so they can't do the... With the steam. <gasps> true. You know? true, true, true. So it's like harder to... React. Be vocal about it. Also, by the way, Americans don't like being vocal with their food. Yeah, it's very... It's rude. It is rude, like, to be noisy, I guess, when you eat. Koreans want you to be vocal. Being vocal is a compliment. Like, you're so enamored with the food that, like, you're so relaxed that you just emit, emit these sounds, like, these pleasant sounds. Mouth chewing, like, the slurping, eating with your mouth open. Eating he, with your mouth open is a lot. Um, in the drama, I, I do slurp. But in the drama, I noticed that they were talking with their mouth open a little bit. Just to say, like, oh, my yeah. God, this is so good. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah. And while I don't say that, I do exclaim when I'm eating my food, so. I don't pay attention. Like, to what I do when I Oh, eat. okay. I'm like, well. I know I slur. <laughs> I think it's just been a while since I had something that surprised me so much that I exclaim anything. Literally every time I eat John, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my first bite, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Moving on. So, everyone needs to... Well, the, the Harmony goes to watch a drama... The landlady has she... to take her son home. Mm -hmm. So it's just Taeyong and Suji. And Taeyong's like, oh, well, there's a dopoki stand. Do you want to get some dopoki? Dopoki is like spicy Korean rice cake. Very good. Usually paired with Odeng. And then Suji goes apeshit. She's like, oh, you knew. You knew this entire time that we knew each other. And Taeyong's like, what? <laughs> She lost her cool so quickly. It was so fast. I was shook. It was right there. So it wasn't even like out of nowhere. You want somebody to eat? We're 15 miles away from Tepoki, but let's get Tepoki. No, it was like right there. It was with an eyeline. It was with an eyesight. And then she's all like, 
you knew each other, like you knew what I was trying to do. You're trying to rub it in my face. This is your way of getting revenge. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, you're so paranoid. I mean, it turns out they knew each other since elementary school, um, around the third grade. He defended her from bullies. Bullies who were saying that she was okay. too fat. Because yeah. her name was Pek Peji. Peji is pig in Korean. Her name is Pek Suji. So her nickname is White Pig. Yeah, a lot of people were making fun of her, but she was so enamored by this kid, Taeyong, uh, because he defended her and was the only nice person to her. And his family owned a tteokbokki stand. And so she would spend hours upon hours. I thought it was lunch break. It was not lunch. It was after school. That makes more sense. Tons and tons of money. It's only 50 cents per tteokbokki stand. It's like, yeah, but that's a lot of money. I guess for her age, yeah. Yeah, for like a little kid. And she's eating... She ain't at least 15. Yeah, I know. I w- I thought she was going to be like 8 plates. Less than 10, more than 5. That's a reasonable a amount for me to say, oh, okay, she should probably stop. She ate like 3 adults' humans' worth instead of one third grade child's worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we shared duffelkey that one time with uh, Yellen, and it was not that big of a duffelkey. Where did it go? I mean, I brought it to your house. Oh, from Bonchan. Okay. Even when it was just me and Allison, because, you know, we can't take double key, we couldn't even finish that. So the fact that she ate so much double key, I was kind of shocked. What sealed her love is that she knew she ate a lot, because I don't think she was gonna order, like, another plate. But then he just smiles at her. And this kid is so cute. I'd be like, kid, I'd, I'd go broke supporting your tteokbokki business too the same i was like okay just take my money they picked the perfect kid they did i hope the kid comes up more again especially in the finale since that's all i can see and then she writes him a love letter afterwards well he ends up having to move schools yes and she overhears i'm gonna bring all my enthusiastic eating friends to your stand too mommy and that's when she rips up the Uh love letter she basically finds out that he manipulated her into buying tteokbokki from his family stand. Honestly, not a cool move. At least... Half and half. I seen... Do you remember, like, 20 again? Yes. It was kind of similar. Like, you just bring your friends to your family's restaurant. Right. Honestly, it seemed like he was making that... He was just a joke. It was made in jest. He wasn't being serious. I think he meant it lightheartedly. Like, I'll bring my friends over. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, people with big appetites. I'll just... I'll bring my friends over. We'll order a lot of tteokbokki, and like that'll make you happy. That's what I mean. I think that she severely misinterpreted. What I he think was she to applied say. a lot more um, malicious intent. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we cut back to the present, and he's very surprised. He's like, "Oh my god, it's I been so long since like we've seen each other." That he hugged her. That was creepy. She was sh- mean to him this whole entire time. Then she gets this paranoid rant, and then his first response is like, oh my god, I know you, let's hug. He literally said, it's so nice to meet you, it's so nice to see you again. It was a little unnerving, but what annoys me the most is that he attributed her weight loss to his comment. (gasps) I remember that! So he's like, oh, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because you lost so much weight. And I was like, boy, you did not just take credit. He did not just take credit. For her weight loss. And she's like, no, you asshole. I got bullied for years upon years upon years. And then I decided myself that I need to make a change. Girl, good for you. My fear is that this is her only character trait for half a season. 
I would say the whole season. Great. Until she sets it aside long enough to date him. Don't like that. Really not liking this. This this relationship, the start to this relationship. I will say this. Pam has problematic taste in women. Because I remember, like, the divorcee be very, very hung up, like, with her age and being divorced. Well, not maybe being divorced. The opinion that she needed to settle down. Yeah. The whole finding a man. They pair him up with very problematic women. Yeah, he takes credit for her for weight loss. And then she swears vengeance on him. I will get my revenge, she screams. Not really. Like a cheesy cartoon villain from the 90s. Pretty much. But they're going to the same place anyways. They're a shared apartment building. Yep. Suji goes home and she has a stomach ache from all the food. And then in her head, she calculates the calories that she ate. She's like, oh my god, what did I just do to myself? She grabs her jump rope. Jump rope is the fat away. Hyung sees her because she's literally jumping rope outside his apartment. He's trying to relate to her while she's jumping rope. He tries to sell her insurance. He's like, you know, exercise can really give you joint pain. You know what can help with that? Insurance! Just in case it happens, you can get money. And she's like, you are not selling me insurance right now. What the fuck? He tries to plead with her about making nice with each other. But she ends up yelling at him, throwing the jump rope, which ends up just whipping her. That. Yeah, because she throws it straight up, so of course it lands straight back down and hits her. Yeah, and then she like whips the jump rope, obviously, because she's whipping it towards herself. She's whipping herself. That's the end of the drama. That's It cuts on that scene because it's Let's Eat. Remember in the first season, at the end of every episode, there was like this ominous horror, yeah, yeah. random horror aspect. They had to do it again in this, this season. If it's not broke. Don't fix it. Exactly. So, Taeyong is sleeping in his bedroom, and for some reason there's like a peephole in the door. I think there's um, like a normal peephole. Like a peephole you would have to... But it's like at the bottom of the door. Yeah, I thought it was like a doggy door. But it's too small to be a doggy It door. is, and too circular too. So I don't know what's going on with the door setup. That might be a Korean thing that we're just not... No, I I stayed at my aunt's apartment. You have like a normal Yeah, people. but that's a fancy apartment. What I'm saying is it might be like a mail slot. No, you would have like a mail thing in the lobby because everyone would get their mail from there. But I didn't really see a lobby in the. I don't think they set. film it. I don't. It, there's no point of filming in the lobby. That's fair, but that's my only assumption as to what. Whatever that could be. it could be, you see a strange eye, eyeball, peering through. It's like kind of bloodshot. Obviously, yeah. male eyeball. Even though you can't really know it's male, it's male. Come on, you know. Yeah, because women can't be attackers. Men can't be victims. Exactly. That's the end of episode one. So I think we covered a lot of ground. We did. A lot of food. I'm so hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, thanks for that. It's only 10.30. It's 10.30 when we're recording. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Jim, I got food. I will. We should probably rate the episode. So why don't you go first? 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. No. 8. Eight out of eight. ten. It gets the extra bonus for the glorious food scene. I'm the same. Eight out of ten. Eight wins! This is like the second time this happened. Yeah. And yes, the food scene gave it like five points for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being quite honest. Honestly, Taeyong, we already know from last season, reestablishing his character is not as important. Yeah. What I think was more important was establishing who Suji was. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't really get that until the very end, but I feel like we now know her motivations. It was like deeply hinted throughout the first episode where she was coming from. Right. I'm curious to see what happens to her at the end of the season. Taeyong, I'm less excited to see what happens to her at the end of the season because I know he comes back in season three. So I'm not too concerned with his character. He's older, though. Right now he's in his 20s, but like in season three, he's in his 30s. Because it's filmed like five years later. Yeah, it's filmed five years later. And he's supposed to be recovering from heartbreak. So obviously they don't work out. Another heartbreak. Don't know why their obsession is giving him a new woman. Why not like build on the already established relationship? They could have been a power couple. Him and Divorcee could have been like a powerful food blogging couple. It makes me wonder if... I think she didn't test well. I think for whatever reason. But she was so good. She was very, very good. I think that's the only thing. I wish they kept the main female lead. I think that they were trying to be woke when they casted her. Like, it's so rare for like a significantly older woman to be dating a younger man, especially with Korean society. So I think they were trying to be woke. But then I think when season two came around, the guys, like, we want to be more popular. We want to be more mainstream. Let's give a more conventional couple. That's fair. So I, I feel like that's that. why she wasn't casted. But then I don't know what happened for season three. Like, maybe they couldn't get her again, or they wanted, like, we need a better actress, or, like, a new dynamic. I don't know. But, like, I feel like that's the reason why she wasn't casted again. We'll see. We'll see. Because I think it would have been so interesting to see, with K-dramas, it's, like, not together, and then the finale happens, they're together. Let's see, like, year one of the relationship. Couple problems, bickering, making up. Yeah, because it doesn't just end when they get into a relationship. Yeah. You guys, like, do they live together? Do they not live together? Is marriage something that they want? Um, Do they break up because maybe they're in two different points of their life? I mean, obviously they did break up. But if they have more time together, like, after forming a relationship. Right. Like, maybe he wanted kids and she was like, I'm too old for that. Because, like, her friend had kids and, like, she didn't really seem all about the kid life. She loved her dog. She called her dog her baby, her kiddo. So what I imagine is, you never watch Pulp or Cop 2. I watched the first one, but not the second one. So in the second one, it's wild. Is the it? beginning of Pulp Art Mall Cop 2, because mm-hmm. they couldn't get the same actress. Because of Glee or for something else? I don't know if it was because of Glee. I think it's because she didn't want to be a part of the project anymore. What they did to that actress, God. Did they kill her off? I need to like double check okay, my go sources. Ahead. I don't want to like make a mistake. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Wikipedia. Okay. His wife, Amy, left him six days after their marriage. <laughs> what was her reason? No reason. She just stopped being in love with him. And then guess what? His mother also dies. Like, within the same year? Within the same year. Within days of each other. Oh my god! So Amy divorces Paul after six days, and then his mother dies. And I feel like that's the caliber that they're trying to imply what happened to these two characters. The first two. from The first Let's See. But that's just what happens in my head. I just think it's like they got married. Because they didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that would be really funny. <laughs> sure, funny. <laughs> that 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 would be funny. Because Paul Blart Mall Cop is obviously the epitome of fun movie. Also, I've never watched Paul Blart Mall Cop. Too. Wait, so you read the synopsis just 
because or you want to know what happened? Yeah. Why don't you see the movie? Because it's Paul Blart Mall Cop. Did you like two. Paul Blart Mall Cop one? Yes, but one was enough. Okay, what would have been like the heist or like the main conflict? Of the second one? Yeah. Oh, they go to a casino. So he's not a mall cop. No, he's not. So there's no mall. Anyways, we got way off topic. Point is, 8 out of 10, food scene was heavenly. Yeah. When they were cooking their food. Oh, I was dying. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. So I think that wraps it up for Let's See 2, Episode 1. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you next week for Let's See 2, Episode 18. 18. Oh my god, 18? Mm-hmm. <sighs> thank you for listening to Don't Meet Me in the Middle. We want to thank Yeon Onion Park for the cover. You can find her at cat.on.bread on Instagram. Our intro and conclusion music is The Biggest Rodent off the album Cabivera by Louis Zong. You can find us on Twitter at Don't Meet Me One or on Instagram at Don't Meet Me In The Middle. You can also email us at dnt.m.m.m at gmail.com. Um, that's it, guys. Bye. Bye.